So, so fucking creepy. I'm going to buy you some lube. I'm not going to buy that. That's weird. <laughs> I'm going to buy you neither lube nor chairs. Yeah, that would be weird. I mean, I do have two other chairs you can choose from. This one's not to say satisfaction. Hey, Roger. I've got a surprise round for you. Fuck off. What? <laughs> what a surprise. True. I'm literally slabbergasted by this. Only it's a surprise that I've literally just told you about. Shit. Anywho, welcome to the Money Shop Podcast. We're going to take a look at what's been going on in the business nudes, and we're going to review that strategy and look at what's the logic behind it and see how you can implement it into your own business. So, surprise round is post-COVID reopening of stuff and things. Okay. What, what do kind we, of stuff? All of the stuff and things, but specifically pubs, because we should really stop getting pissed in a house. Should we? No. No, no. we shouldn't. Pubs are reopening. And, Hopefully. And that is a big deal for the world. It is. And so, what I thought we could look at is, how should people prepare for that? I mean, I can talk you through the, the bit in the news that made me think we should talk about this, if I'd that would help. That. Okay, cool, I'll do See, that. This is a surprise. Surprise! Um, so, what was the news? The news was a fund manager called Nick Linsell. Oh, yeah. He has bought in quite heavily to drinks manufacturers and generally the drinks industry. So, he's bought into... I can never remember the name. The people that own Budweiser, not AB... AB Bev, Abin Bev. That one, those guys. And Diageo, who own pretty much everything else. And <laughs> Heineken. Every drink you've ever got drunk. Pretty of. much, yeah. I think, do they own Bacardi? Yeah. Yeah, I think they do. And vodka, they own Smirnoff. Yeah, they do own a lot of things. They own all the drinks you got drunk off as a child. As a child. As a small child. As an old child. As a, <laughs> a big mid- child. A middle teenager. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Diageo, Heineken, I think as well some other random ones like Fever Tree and people like that. But point is, I think he's got something like 22.7% of his fund is now invested in the booze. whole drinks and booze sector yet. So he's planning on... A- we all want to get invited to his Christmas party. Yes. He is having a legendary time. Imagine the f- shareholders meeting. <laughs> but the other thing that was in the news was, pretty sure it was Heineken are firing 10,000 of their 90,000 employees across the world. Really? And so his logic, which I kind of get, is all of the cost cutting that these people are going through will have a disproportionately positive effect on profitability when things turn around. Do you think his argument is basically, um, we don't need people to sell booze anymore because booze is going to sell itself for the next couple of years, which is like, hey, you remember that you were locked in your house for a year? You can now go outside and get drunk and everyone be like, great, I don't need someone to tell me that I should buy Heineken for my bar because I'm just going to buy it. Like, I'm going to buy Buy booze. Everything. Yeah, Yeah, because I don't know what the stats are, but I can't believe there's been a massive pullback in sales of alcohol. Even not just my house. Single-handedly, we have helped with that, haven't we? <laughs> I think I think my alcohol consumption has gone uh, Way very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me During too. During lockdown, yeah. So I'm I'm not sure the volume has necessarily disappeared. But you've yeah. just kept niche rum distilleries in business. To be honest, I like <laughs> to do my part. <laughs> to all of the Caribbean, you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> I guarantee. None of those rums are made in the Caribbean. I mean, this one says... It says the word Caribbean on it. Yeah, it doesn't that's say the extent made, of it. It was made in Plymouth. 
<laughs> you carry in on like talking. Grubby, I'm going to find out. Grubby, like in a grubby, grubby, like industrial estate somewhere. I mean, it was bottled in France. Okay. But it says it's a product of Barbados and Jamaica. Do we believe that? It's a product of like rum is sort of from there, in the sense that like someone in Jamaica thought up of it. I mean, it's a very confusing label. There's lots of words on it. Anyway, listeners, get into rum distilleries because Damien will buy literally any shit. It's true for he will. any amount of money. <laughs> you make it a pretty bottle. I am done. Anywho, so what was my surprise round? Oh yeah. So what is going to happen? To specifically, I guess, pubs and the alcohol-based hospitality sector. I mean, I know when things open up, what's your view? I think every pub that reopens in in the next few months should, and I think it's almost their their, their sort of responsibility to change their price structure massively. No longer about trying to get pissed for cheap. You are now providing... What is a scarce resource, which is booze outside the house, yeah? And yep. you should just put your prices up, and and uh, there's just un no no downside to it because people will pay it. Like you remember those kind of two months that you were allowed out last year, yeah. And we went to the pub in Newnham. Yep. We that man could Nobody have said asked. That man could have said every pint's £10 and I would have paid it and I mean he pretty much did because I think yeah, it was 7 did. quid a pint <laughs> uh, you, know, but, you like, put it outside but we were like it's amazing it's outside it's great and we paid literally any hundreds money hundreds of to pounds be to be there yeah. yes we did pounds because yeah. we spent a lot of booze um, but I think it is uh, pub landlords kind of perfect supply demand moment which is there's loads of pent up demand and you own the supply and you should just put your prices up. You should just do it. And like, I don't think there'll be a particular outcry. How long do you think that will last for? Just as you say, a window of a couple of months before people are like, Oh, hang on. I'm used to this again. Now let's all go to the weather spoon. No, I think it's there's, a, a, there's a, a, a genuine pivoting point for boozing outside. So the commoditization of it's disappeared and now what they're selling rather than alcohol is yeah, the fun experience of hanging out with all your friends drinking in the public. And if I was any high street retail, I'd have a bar in it. A bar in it? Yeah, like if I was John Lewis, open a bar. I mean, that sounds like a licensing nightmare, but okay. But like anywhere that you can go out and have a drink and, and have a bit of food, I think you should just start. I think maybe we could see a renaissance of like massive option expansion purely because the the margins are going to be the best they've ever been which is like does that not by definition then shred the margins for everyone you know if you can go to the pub and spend 10 pounds a pint but you could also go to the costa and get like a gin and tonic for seven pounds but if you go to tesco's you can sit off at their bar and pay five pounds all of a sudden everybody has to start competing on price again no, I don't think they do because pubs will always be pubs. Like people want to go to pubs. Like we want to go to a pub. We don't want to go to Costa. You know, I, mean, I quite like Costa. Yeah, but you don't get pissed in Costa. <laughs> I mean, I'll um, take it at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the, that's exactly what I mean. Is like you would get pissed in a Costa if you had the chance right now. <laughs> yeah. Because there's fuck all else places to get pissed, and that's the problem. That that's what pub pubs if they open and say good news, it's pound a pint. They've just lost like. 
it's not going to make a difference to who turns up anyway. Yeah. People would still People turn will up. People turn up to a pub and get pissed. Like, it's guaranteed now. I mean, if you've got a pub and you open on April the... I don't know, whenever. We're allowed. Whenever we're allowed to go out to the pub again. If you open your pub and no one comes, just shut up. Like, <laughs> just give up. Just bid it straight away. You'd be like, no, fuck me. Like, <laughs> your pub is shit. Yeah, if, if no one comes to your pub on the day of pub opening day, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just game over. Like, every pub we knew in Cambridge, like last time when it was reopening, time, and there's fucking millions of pubs in Cambridge, and they were all like, no, sorry, it's, you know, we are booked out for the next six months. Like, it was impossible to get places. Like, we would have gone to, insert terrible Cambridge pub name. Go on then. Well, the Flying Pig's in the news at the moment, so that pub. Well, for being redeveloped again. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't worry, we're going to build massive uh, station, you know, um, offices around it. But we're going to keep the character of it. Like, oh, you fuck. We're gonna keep the character of it by pouring glue on the floor and making it awful. <laughs> Fair. Anyway. All the Cambridge niche, listeners, niche, you got that. Niche Cambridge pub references. <laughs> but anyway, like, if you've got a pub that doesn't cash in on this pint, why, why not? Yeah. What do you think? No, I agree. I think everything you said is brilliant so well done you oh, okay. um, well, no, I, I, but I do think there is going to be a time limit on that I think with everything to do with COVID we will very quickly forget all of the downsides of what we've gone through for the past 12 months and it'll be like no no things should return to normal now I want to go Back to a to yeah. yeah and so it will be a little bit like yeah you can charge more for this pub because it's genuinely a nicer experience Weatherspoons, you need to charge a pint a pint pound a pint because no one's going to turn up otherwise and so I don't know what that time frame, that window will be, but I think it will definitely be a window. And so, as you said, I think if you can't make hay while the sun shines, is that mm-hmm. a saying? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, then you need to have a proper look at your business and be like, oh, turns out nobody wants to come here because whatever that reason is, probably sorted out or give up. But what was the good point I had before that I've forgotten? I'm sure I had a secondary point about this. I don't know, because it sprung onto me as a surprise. I know, like, but I said something you, out loud you earlier. Clearly, you had a chat to yourself in the bathroom or something and come up with a brilliant point. It was a very good point that me and myself thought of. Anyway, what are we going to take away from this? So, taking away for this, for... Oh! No, forgotten. Um, four people opening up after lockdown and when things are a bit weird, but starting to get back to normal... Now's your time to chance premium. Well, we're not saying take advantage of people, but we kind of are. But I don't think people are going to whinge that much because... There's pent-up demand. Yeah. And all you're doing is capitalism of charging so that you can actually handle the demand. What you don't want as a pub is 25 people stood outside not being able to serve alcohol to them. You want the exact number of people in your pub that you can handle all paying the maximum price that they're willing to pay. So... There might be a bit of experimentation needed, but on that first couple of days, you can get away with anything. And come up with a premium offering. Yeah. No matter what it is, there's a genuine chance for it now. So I think it's focused more on the experience as well for any businesses. God, fucking get into subscriptions. Sell a subscription to your pub somehow. You know, like... You always get a table. You know, like something stupid like that honestly will work in the next six months. 
I mean, yeah, if they allowed you to sponsor a table. That you always get to sit at. Yeah. Fucking do it, you know? And also, like, of all the industries that have got beaten up in the last year, it's that. So just... Rinse it for all it's get, worth for a little what bit. you deserve. <laughs> if you're still going at this point, well done you. Yeah, and fucking go for it. Because <laughs> we will pay for it. Like people I would will sponsor pay a table yeah. to be able to be like, yeah, on a whatever day at this time, it's always going to be free for us. Thursday. Yeah. So anyone in Cambridge that's listening, give me a table. <laughs> <laughs> we'll plug you on the podcast. Supply demand is real. There is a glut of pent-up demand coming. Take advantage of Thanks for listening to the Money Shop Podcast. Join us again next time for more business strategies you can apply to your business. Whose business? Yours. Mine? Yours. Excellent. Bye.